Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is. Y'all come on in, y'all light your blunts up, have a seat, pour a drink, and come feel me right quick. If this is your first time listening to Feeling the Breeze, then I welcome you to the show. I am your host, Breeza. That's B-R-Triple-E-Z to the motherfucking A. And on this show, I keep it a buck around here. I tell interesting tales. I tell interesting stories. I talk about whatever's relevant, whatever's on my mind. I'm going to speak on it. You know, I say a lot of dumbass shit. I say controversial shit. You know, we just going to agree to disagree. And speaking and keeping with the controversial theme today, we are getting super, super controversial again but only this time though Muhammad Ali is about to educate us all so y'all get ready because he gonna be speaking on some real shit even though there's some old shit but it's all relevant to what's going on today and you guys will hear that on the body of the show along with my commentary you know like I normally do it won't be a lot of commentary this time, but just certain shit. But y'all going to hear that in the body of the show. So sit back, relax. Like I said, do what you do. And I will be right back. ever had any run-ins with the law can relate to this shit y'all check this out on one of my nigga commercials name I want to know the charge name I want to call my lawyer name I was not advised of my right to keep silent name I was not advised of my right to counsel name this is unconstitutional I demand to know this time throw a nigga on the floor throw a nigga I'll give you 20 threw a nigga on the floor made him do some push-ups making this nigga do some push-ups That's fucked up. The injustice. <laughs> How it was back then. Suspicion of armed robbery. Armed oh, robbery? It's a felony. $100 from a Puerto Rican grocer. $100? <laughs> Have you flipped or something? $100? 
fit the description. Mm. I fit the description. A man in a brown coat. A brown coat? This is lamb! I paid over a grand for it! <laughs> Always trying to blame a nigga. Now. Okay, he's been booked. He's in the book. Let's go back to the motherfucking show. All right, welcome back to the show. And um, as promised, you know, yeah, we getting, I stay with that controversy. I told y'all in the meeting, you know, like I say on the intro of my show, you know, I say controversial shit, but sometimes it's not just me. But you got to hear this shit. And so Muhammad Ali, you guys are about to hear some real shit. I may comment on certain shit, but on most of it, I probably won't say a thing. Only when I feel like it. So let's get into this with Muhammad Ali. I'm not allowed to earn a living here. I'm not allowed to leave the country. And I have about $10 million in contracts in foreign countries, European and African countries. And the government has took, taken my passport so that I can't go out here to work. Then I... See how the government would do a nigga. St they want to control the motherfucker. Stop a nigga from making a living. All because he stood up for something. This is kind of like what's going on with Colin Kaepernick right now. And I know I touched on Colin Kaepernick. Me and MK did on the, on the, the last podcast. You know, but it all kind of ties in together. You know. Muhammad Ali stood up for something, stood for a cause, and made a statement. You know, Colin Kaepernick stood up for a cause, and he made a statement. But now it seemed like, you know, that statement is, I mean, it seemed like it's fishy now. It's like, you did all this, but now you settle out of court for some money because him broke. Now, that's like Colin saying, okay, well, the cause, it's like, fuck the cause now. I got the money, so fuck the cause. Okay, let's go. I cannot work in America. So, uh, and I have, I can name many more people. But, you, but know. you can't say, though, can you, Mohammed, the simple thing that one race is righteous and another isn't. We all. Well, I'm, not, I'm not going into that, you know. I just said. No, but you just, I mean, all I was, all I meant was, I can't leave you saying that. In the sense, you see, look at that. See, the white man wanna wanna touch on the shit. Want him to say some shit. He's like, clearly, I don't want to speak on it, but it's like he do want to speak on it. So be careful what you ask for, a white boy. Be careful what you ask for. Let's go. Can't say that one race. Well, I would say that uh, weapons, all of your guns and your bombs and your poisons are created by your white race. You can't say that, though, man. We, we all say, have. I would say whiskey and uh, uh, whiskey and homosexuality. If you go back to England, your country, Europe, when they kicked out the old. Ha, you know, ha, whiskey and homosexuality, wherever you go. You know, the old, a lot of the whites were kicked out of there. They say there's trash, they say so called. No, but, they, but I mean, they're the ones that landed here. You can say certain. <laughs> you can say. Look at that. White boy don't know what to do because. 
Ali is hitting him with some facts. And now he's trying to question it. See, they don't want to hear the truth. Don't want to hear the truth. Let's keep this controversial real shit going. You can say that there are certain things that, uh, for instance, come and stem from I'll white people. I'll but I mean, take, I mean yeah. on the other hand, the black race is equally. We all have our faults. Well, I, know, I mean, cannibalism, where does I, that come from? I would say this. Where I, does, was, ca- where does I cannibalism know, I don't know about cannibalism. All I know is what you told me in history about it. You are a wise man. You are an intelligent man. And if I was not a Muslim or follow the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, I couldn't talk to you for two minutes. And I believe I can hold my own as intelligent conversation with you. But it all comes from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. But people praise me. Oh, you should be the leader. Well, you don't have to follow Elijah. Man, are you a fool? Everything I got come from him. He taught me who I was. He made me proud. He made me fearless. He made me love my own. I've turned down millions and to keep from selling out my people. The beautiful name Muhammad Ali. I now have 56 Muslim invitations by governments. All they ask me about when I go to those countries, how is Elijah Muhammad? You you believe something which I have to know isn't true. Now hold it. Well, what is it that I believe? Uh, you, you, you believe it's not true. You believe that the entire white community is your enemy. I have to know it's not your enemy. I... Okay, now he's talking to... Um, a different person you know because this video is on youtube so for all you young millennials that's listening to this right now and some of y'all most of y'all know who muhammad ali but y'all don't y'all know who he is but a lot of y'all don't realize what he did for the country you know and why he has so much controversy surrounding him but muhammad ali was a real nigga all right now let's go I doubt if there's anybody in this room who is your enemy. But I do believe that just as uh, Hitler uh, persuaded all the Germans to believe that all the Jews were their enemy, that the people are engaged in spreading this kind of virulence, and that some very, very sincere people get caught up in it. You're an example of it. It was very early on that I recognized that no board inquiring into his uh, 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 intellect could ever sincerely have come to the conclusion that he was uh, too dumb to be drafted because he was a very bright guy. See? Even the white man had to say, hey, the nigga know what he's talking about. Not all white people are willing to admit that, but this one had to say, hey, I got to give respect to where respect is due. He know his shit. He came with some facts, spit out them receipts, or whatnot. No, he didn't spit out no receipts. He just spit out some facts. And had to drop some knowledge on this dude. But we're going to let him keep educating us. Let's go. 22 million black people in America. Who would you say our everyday common enemy is? What other country or what nationality? I mean, you know, uh, you have the nerve to be on a TV show like this and look at me like I'm wrong for saying Elijah Muhammad is poisoning you by telling you that we're your enemies. And I feel it and see it every day. And every black man watching this show know you are enemies. And you have the nerve to stand up here and say Elijah Muhammad is poisoning my mind. He cannot teach us that you are enemies. You taught us. And your people daily. You. Martin Luther King is bumped off unjustly. Adam Clayton Powell was bumped off unjustly. They took my title unjustly. They killed Megas ever unjustly. 
all the integrators who love white folks was unjustly kicked out of Washington. They've been deprived of education and poverty throughout the country. The extraordinary thing about it is that mm. although I began thinking facts. that he was simply a special pleading on his own Spitting behalf. Spitting out facts. By thinking he was absolutely correct. Now, I'm going to say I hate you now. Don't say that. I know now. I was going through Mississippi on a college tour not long ago. Stopped at the filling station. Have a long limousine. You know, I pulled through and I traveled it because a lot of times I don't like to fly. And the fellow came out. He said, What much I give you, boy? And had a fellow with me. He said, Boy. I said, Shut your mouth. Restroom. Well, I don't think it's working. I said, Thank you, sir. I'm the guy gonna stand up. I'm the champ of the whole world. You want me to fight for America and I can't even use the toilet. You want me to I'm what you talk Okay, millennials, let me give you a little bit of history lesson about what he just said. Cause people my age range already know. But you gotta remember, a long time ago black people didn't have no rights. There was a point in time where we couldn't even eat in the same restaurant. We couldn't even use the same toilet. We couldn't sit in the same area. They had everything separated. They had the white people bathroom and then they had the colored people bathroom. You had the white people restaurant and then you had the colored section in the restaurant where only the black people were designated to sit. Same thing with using the bathroom. That's how it was. So... This is why Muhammad Ali is saying all this stuff. And this is a this is another reason why a lot of older brothers, you know, the OGs and shit, you know, cats like my father's age, because they grew up in this shit. And this is exactly the way they how they feel about America today. Let's go. I'm the Olympic gold medal winner. I'm Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay. He's, he's mad. He called a highway patrol and a Klansman might be around. I'm way back in there by myself and I can't box that good. You understand? <laughs> so, to avoid that booby trap, to avoid that booby trap, I said, shut your mouth. We'll go down the highway and find a place we can go. We went a little farther and we were welcomed in another one. So what I'm trying to say is uh, like, I know, what, I know where to go and where not to go. Period, point Will blank. welcome, please? Ma- so we're going to take a quick pause for the calls. And we're going to come back with some more show.
Welcome back to the show. And Muhammad Ali is about to speak on selling out. And you're going to hear him talk about calling out other black athletes. And listen up, because Colin Kaepernick is tied into this just a little bit. Let's go with these videos. Boxing when it comes to the freedom of your people. So everything I'm doing, if it means hitchhike tomorrow, if it means be raggedy, if it means look for a job, I'll be happy because I can go to bed, my conscience is clear, and I didn't sell out or trade my people just because I could be rich in Hollywood with a yacht out here on my, that could be my yacht right there, imagine it's valued at 200000 but I wouldn't want that damn yacht if I couldn't go back over in the black neighborhood and protest a black woman being raped, the hell with the lot, the hell with the championship, so I want the people to know this, you understand, the Muslims. I'm gonna run that back because he said some real shit. And you got a lot of people, not just athletes, but people in Hollywood today that's doing this shit right now. So let's let's go back to that. Money means nothing to me, not boxing when it comes to the freedom of your people. So everything I'm doing, if it means hitchhike tomorrow, if it means be raggedy, if it means look for a job, I'll be happy because I can go to bed, my conscience is clear, and I didn't sell out or trade my people just because I could be rich in Hollywood. Mm. How many people in Hollywood is doing that shit? Don't worry, I'll wait. Let's go. With a yacht out here on my, that could be my yacht right there. Imagine it's valued at 200000 but I wouldn't want that damn yacht if I couldn't go back over in the black neighborhood and protest a black woman being raped. The hell with the lot. The hell with the championship. So I want the people to know this, you understand? The Muslims did not find me. Uh, Elijah Muhammad, God don't need me. I need him. I couldn't talk to you uh, a few years ago when I was in England the first time on these subjects because I wasn't just not a Muslim. Uh, my, I, I didn't have the wisdom that I have now. So uh, if you noticed, when you talk to me, when they do interviews with me, they're not the interviews that you do with boxers. Boxers usually don't talk. And all they can tell you is he ran five miles yesterday. Oh, God, good left jab. I'm not that type of Negro, black man, you understand? See, the questions they ask me on interviews and in colleges is the same thing or more complicated than you would ask the Queen of England or President Nixon or some senator politician. So uh, I would say that uh, 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 I'm awful happy because what I'm doing now, I feel to be much greater than boxing. Now let's go to the next clip. Hold on. Get a bitch, I got a bitch. Ooh, right on. 
Remember that Mac the Bear? Yeah. Try to steal one of my bitches. Yeah, I called him up on the telephone. I said, hey, man, come on over to the pad and let's wrap a taste on it, you know? So when he comes over, I told her to give him a little taste, because he sure as shit wasn't getting none from me. <laughs> See, that nigga wanted the honey. All we want is the money. All you pimps out there, don't you hate it when this happens to you? back to the show and so here we go with this other Muhammad Ali clip keeping it controversial can I ask you what do you you see your own place very clearly as as an athlete and as a a figure in this particular uh, dispute we've been talking about what about other black athletes um, Muhammad like um, say take Patterson as an example here we go Colin Kaepernick What do you think about the, the, the other black athletes like them who in their time have had influence or would have been a position to have influenced people, their, their own people and this sort of thing, about their attitude which is certainly uh, slightly less moderate than yours or slightly more moderate rather than yours? Well, they, um, they go down in history just been athletes. They don't, I'm, I'm uh, given more praise and credit for what I'm just doing now on this show than coming here and beating the five-year-old English champions. Oh, at the same time. Because right now, black people, when you show this show, are home jumping, home shouting, because they don't have the nerve to say what I'm saying, and nobody has never said it, and they're just so happy to see a black man who will stand up and jeopardize every court he's got to tell the truth. So, like, Floyd Patterson and other fighters, they just don't take part. They make a million dollars, they get them a Rolls Royce, they get them a nice home, they get them a white wife. Well, I made it, America's great, and the rest of them catching hell, and he won't say nothing. But when one... Mm. Mm. Let's run that back a little bit. That was some real shit. Nice home to get him a white wife. Well, I made it. America's great, and the rest of them catching hell, and he won't say nothing. But when one man of popularity can let the world know the problem, he can. Uh, he might lose a few dollars himself, telling the truth. Might lose his life. 
but he's helping millions. But if I kept my mouth shut just because I can make millions, and then this ain't doing nothing. So I just love the freedom and the flesh and blood of my people more so than I do the money. You can. Mm. Now, Muhammad Ali just said some real shit. Everything he just spoke about is what Colin Kaepernick was standing up for. Now, the problem is him broke. Colin Kaepernick is him broke. So him had to make a pimp decision like, hey, look, I need this money. I want to play football again. Am I willing to sell my people out just so I can get that money? Now, like I said on the show what me and MK did about that, I know the audio was a little difficult to hear, so I apologize about that. But what I was speaking on was, you know, everybody knows that that Kaepernick settled out of court. But nobody knows the stipulations of, you know, the contract or the settlement. No one knows. All we could do is speculate. Now, clearly, he's winning. Both all around, he's winning. Because let's say he took a deal. You know, he took the deal with the, with the NFL. And he could be p- playing football next season. He could be. And if he does play, as he should be playing, because you shouldn't stop nobody from doing what they love to do. But, you know, these corporate people, you know, they want to get rid of shit. I heard it's called a nuisance problem and they have it stipulate. It's a loophole in the contract. Mm. So now let's say they said, okay. And it was something that, something that I heard uh, John Kincaid on the big podcast with Shaq said, he said some real shit and it made me think he said that with the nuisance contract or whatever, that the owners, all the owners basically have to agree and they all got to put up a lump sum of money to pay off if they try to get rid of somebody. And so if that number exceeds, he said, if it exceeds $30 million, that all the owners got to put up some money, all of them. And if it's less than 30 million, then the league can just say, all right, we'll, we'll pay you this money. Just, all right, we don't want you no more. So think about that shit. So if Kaepernick, let's say he got $30 million, just let's just say. That means that he took the money. So he's walking away a rich man. And let's say he does play football again. Now, they probably got stipulations in there where he has to stand for the national anthem. He cannot kneel. And if he kneels, of course, he's going to be penalized. He probably ain't going to have no endorsements or none of that shit. We don't know. But then on the other hand, if Kaepernick decides, fuck the money, fuck football, it's about the message. It's about the cause. Then he still wins because if it's like that, yeah, he may not walk away with no money, but I'm sure him still got some money somewhere. But but then he would have made the league change their rule on get, and then giving players the option to kneel or to stand and if that's the case then he definitely won because he didn't sell out his people he didn't sell out for the cause or anything like that and it wasn't about the money 
But if it was about the money, then the cause is null and void, basically. Now, let's let Ali wrap this up on what he's saying. Take a sure play right in Washington. Let Nixon hear it. I'll be happy. See, so I'm Let's go back a little bit more, y'all. Boldness and telling the truth is, and then this ain't doing nothing. So I just love the freedom and the flesh and blood of my people more so than I do the money. You can take a sure play right in Washington. Let Nixon hear it. I'll be happy. See, so I'm not dunking and running from nothing. And this boldness and telling the truth makes me just overshadow sports greatly. You couldn't get Joe Frazier, no box on his show, and get an interesting subject like this. Nothing to talk about. How do you feel, champ? I do run from Classic Ali. Gotta make fun of Frazier. But he says some real shit. And so, with that being said, they are giving me the go-home cue. Yeah, I know this was a little quickie podcast, but they are giving me the go-home cue. And so I'm going to come back and close the show. All right, we're closing out the motherfucking show. In a very special, unique way today. So, I ain't gonna say shit. I'm gonna let this shit ride out. And as always, y'all, always believe. Now, I'm about to make you niggas laugh. Now, let's go while I get out of here. Peace. Take it easy, brother. It ain't helpful. Sorry, sister. We all just a bit love tight. But if you bring us some of them good ass waffles, everything will be all Man, you guys ain't had no waffles like these. These waffles are so good. They like to come from down south. These buttery motherfuckers are melting your mouth, man. You ain't had no waffles. What did you just say? You said.
his own father. Apollo. Yeah, thanks, lady. That's right. Apollo slew the serpent at Delphi, which was a big-ass snake. That's what? That's what, brothers? It's the biggest snake in the world. In South America, Anaconda. What she said? Gives you a little dick. <laughs> <laughs>